It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic may not be quite the team we thought or were hoping for, or they're just really injured. One, 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 of, those, one of those three options. But one thing we do know about this Orlando Magic team and one thing that has to change is they have to find their drumbeat. We're going to talk about that and why the Philadelphia 76ers took them down on Friday night. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is November 26, 2022. My name is Philip Ross and I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. I hope you all had a very happy Thanksgiving. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic fall to the Philadelphia 76ers. And while you can certainly point to individual plays that did not go the Magic's way and, and just some really odd stretches, it really all comes down to the most basic thing about the regular season, the basic thing that the Magic do not have down. We're going to talk about the Magic's drumbeat, their identity, and all that good, all that good, juicy, fun stuff coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. No matter who your team is, whether uh, no matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, you can find a Lockdown podcast for you. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, um, my blinds are open. Um, so, uh, entering Friday night's game, it felt like everything was in place for the Orlando Magic to win. Just, just flat out win. They're actually favored to win the game, uh, according to our friends at Bet Online. Um, Paolo Bancaro was back in the lineup after a seven-game absence. The Magic were even getting Mo Wagner back. Nudge, uh, nudge, wink, wink. Markel Fultz is starting to work out on the court pregame, so we are getting very, very close to that as well. On the Sixers' side, the Magic were finally facing a team that was just as injury-depleted as they were. Joel Embiid missed the last two games and missed Friday's game as well for his third straight game. He's still uncertain for Sunday's game. Uh, James Harden is still out. Tyrese Maxey is still out. The Sixers were down their three best scores. If there was an opportunity for the Magic to kind of get an easy win, this was it. Now, obviously the Sixers still have Tobias Harris. And Magic fans don't need to be told uh, what a good score he could be, especially against uh, teams that traded him. Um, they still have a lot of veteran players, like Montrezl Harrell, like P.J. Tucker, like DeAnthony Melton, like uh, Shake Milton, guys who have been in that Sixers system. They're the veteran coach in Doc Rivers that knows how to coach guys and get them ready no matter who is in or out of the lineup. This is, frankly, what happened Friday night shouldn't have been so surprising, but it's still incredibly disappointing. 
because the Magic were able to control much of the first half, but never able to gain separation and, and, and get away from Philadelphia. And in the third quarter, the Sixers up their pressure. They upped their identity. They know exactly what they have to do to win games. And Orlando just couldn't respond. Whether it was, again, because Jalen Suggs had to leave a game with, a, with, with an ankle injury, um, or undisclosed ankle injury, still just kind of nagging him from before. Um, the Magic just never could get themselves over the hump. They could never adjust. They could never make that one play they needed to stay in the game. And Philadelphia was first to every basketball, every offensive rebound. They had eight offensive rebounds in the second half. They made back-breaking three-pointers as Orlando scrambled defensively to try and figure it out. The Sixers should not have surprised by doing this, even with a depleted roster. And yeah, that may hurt their offense. They only scored 107 points in this one. That may hurt their offense, but Philadelphia knows exactly who it is. They don't change based on their personnel. They defend, I mean, they may post up less without Joel Embiid. They may do less of those ISO plays without James Harden. But they're still running a lot of the same stuff. And more importantly, they're still playing the same style of basketball. They still play hard-nosed defense. They're top 10 in the league in defensive rating this year. They still play that hard-nosed defense that just bugged the magic and could not get them out of the way. They still work around the perimeter to find open three-pointers. And yeah, they hit those shots. And and maybe they didn't against Charlotte the other night or or whatever. This was a team that did not sweat missing those players. They did not sweat not having their top guys. They just put their nose to the ground and grinded. And this is a quality that veteran teams know how to do that young teams like the Magic don't. And this is not an excuse for the team losing, but it's a way to talk about something far more important. And that is, what is the Magic's identity at this point? What is the one thing they can count on? If you've listened to this podcast, you've probably heard me say this, but the regular season is about what can you do on your worst night. When you don't have it, on a random Tuesday in January, when you're on that back-to-back, and the season's getting to you, and you just don't have it, how do you still kind of grind your way to a win? The best teams find their ways to win these kinds of games. A team like the Magic, sure, they're going to struggle, and we're expecting growing pains. Growing pains are fine. But it still needs to be asked now that we're almost a quarter of the way through the season. We'll be a quarter of the way through the season after Monday's game in Brooklyn. Almost a quarter of the way through the season... I honestly can't tell you what the Magic do well. I can't tell you what the Magic rely on because a lot of the problems that the Magic had in this 107-99 loss to the Sixers are problems that are that have just flooded this roster. It's not the close game stuff. Although, yes, in a relatively close game, the Magic were down by six. They had a couple chances to cut into the lead. They missed a couple wide-open threes. They didn't track down a few offensive rebounds. Stuff like that. Tur- you know, There were turnovers late in the game that just stopped momentum. And, and every time it felt like the Magic were picking up momentum to try and cut into this lead and, and, and give themselves a chance to win, when the Magic finally picked up some of the urgency and Franz Wagner started to take over a little bit at the end of the game and, and try and will his team back into it, they would just they would make a play that would deflate the balloon. And that's been a problem all season. 
where Orlando just can't seem to get that last play they need to get over the top and win games. But so too is the other issues throughout the course of this game. Issues like that offensive rebound, giving up the key offensive rebound and, 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 and having this massive drop-off in rebounding despite the size the Magic have. It's the inability to track three-point shooters, especially when they allow dribble penetration. The confusion at times, whether the Magic are in the zone or in their switching package, of not knowing where to go and who to defend and what your rotations are. Really, really, really basic, simple things. And yeah, part of it is the scheme is fine. The team's just not executing it. The part of it sure is too, the Magic aren't capable of executing these schemes because we see an offensive and defensive rating. And while we expected it with the offense, and the offense has had some positive moments, and I'm much more confident, you know, this is going to be crazy to say after a game when the Magic scored only 99 points, but I'm much more confident with what the offense is trying to do than what the defense is trying to do right now. The Magic have not built a defense to fit their personnel. Or the Magic are trying things to hide some of their defensive shortcomings personnel-wise right now, and it's still not working. You know, I think part of the reason why the Magic are playing so much zone is because they understand Bull Bull probably can't defend on the perimeter as much, but he looks just as lost in his rotation, in his off-ball rotations in the zone and in the switching packages as he does elsewhere. He's fine when he's on the ball. When he's on the ball, he will block shots. In transition, he will block shots. The Magic made some real good hustle plays. I don't think the issue on Friday night was energy or hustle. It was simple. It was execution and an understanding of who they are. So, a quarter of the way through the season then, we do need to ask, who is this Orlando Magic team? Who are they trying to be? And and yes, so many key pieces are still missing. So many key pieces are not on the floor. And that's going to change very, very soon, it sounds like. With Marco Fultz set to come back. You know, Wendell Carter's still day-to-day. Who knows when he will be back and back for good. And I, and I think the Magic should take the time right now to make sure that he is back for good. I know people hate hate me saying that, but plantar fascia, plantar fascia injuries are not fun. They, those are A, painful, and B, you really can't do much about them except to let them heal. And, and I think playing through pain is not the right idea of right now for this team. Um, if anything, we are learning that Mo Bamba is not a starting center in any way, shape, or form. We are learning that he and Bull Bull have a lot of the same weaknesses. Um, and, and, and I would agree Bull Bull is probably a better player because he gives you a lot more offensively, but that's a podcast for another day. The Magic have to find who they are. And so we do have to investigate and ask, who is this Magic team? We're going to get to some of those shortcomings and a whole lot more coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at ExpressVPN. So, we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Maybe you've run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. This will change your world. Well, ExpressVPN allows you to binge The Office on UK Netflix it's so simple to just sign in Netflix, fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location to the UK, refresh, refresh Netflix, and that is it. If you love Korean dramas, you can use ExpressVPN to parasite off South Korean Netflix with your Netflix subscription. You can choose from almost 100 different countries, so 
Just imagine all the libraries that you will have access to. And it's not just Netflix, it's other streaming services too, like Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD, no problem. ExpressVPN also works on all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on the big screen or on the go. So, if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash locked on, expressvpn.com slash locked on to learn more. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Matt and check out the Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes every Monday through Friday with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So like I said, uh, you know, I think I, 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 I you will hear me say this a lot. This is a young team. I'm expecting growing pains, and, and, and really all I'm asking of this team, and, and, I, and I think that this is the important thing, is that they learn from their mistakes. Um, again, you, you talk about holding players accountable, you talk about the kind of growth and development you want to see, you want to just see this team get better. So I, I, will, I will continue to argue, A, let's wait until this team is healthy. You know, that's something that may happen very, very soon and we'll get a chance to really evaluate and look at this team. And even the Magic are now openly saying like, yeah, it's it's tough to evaluate this team. You know, I think it should be pretty clear from even how the Magic talk about themselves that this is not they're, they're, this is not a season where they're trying to make the playoffs or the play-in tournament. Um, they're trying to evaluate what they have. And so, I, I, honestly, this is part of their identity and, and part of their identity problems is that they are just trying things out. They are looking to experiment. They want they wanted to run Franz and Paolo at the point. I think they would have preferred to have actual point guards there to support them, but they want to run these experiments. They want to take a look at the jumbo lineups, and if they stick with it a little longer, then they probably should, and we're probably at the point where the Magic should consider a starting lineup change and, and, and look to, you know, still press an advantage, but uh, find a way to to balance their lineup a little bit more or, or, or to switch up what they're doing because something's clearly not working uh, with these with these big lineups anymore, um, then, then yeah, uh, then yeah, they're going to stick with it a little bit just, just to see what it looks like, just to, just to give it a chance to figure itself out, see if they could solve the problem themselves. And if that costs them a game here or there, I, I don't think the Magic are losing sleep over that. Um, I know some fans don't want to hear that, and, and I get why, and I understand why, um, but it to me, that seems like this is what the team is doing. The other observation that I would have, and this is an observation I've had really got the last two seasons under Jamal Mosley, is I really feel like the Magic are coaching the team they want to be 
rather than the team they actually are. So they want to be a versatile switching team. So they're trying to switch everything on the perimeter, even if that means Jalen Suggs has to guard a Montrez Harrell in the post, like he did, like he did at points last night. And that's not a good matchup. The Magic should not be switching into that. But it happens repeatedly and continually because I think the Magic are trying to see how Bull Bull reacts on the perimeter, or they're trying to see whether they can just execute the simple switching without complicating things further. They're trying to simplify a complicated scheme. Um, I, I think that's very much the case. I think, honestly, that's part of how the offense is being run. They don't mind guys shooting threes. They want players to be confident shooting threes even if they don't have the shooters for it yet because they just want to kind of see what this offense looks like. That's that's just my perception of things. And So, yes, if it, you know, I, I think that there is a lot of fair criticism to be levied at Jamal Mosley to say that, okay, you're not putting players in the best positions to win. You're not coaching the team you have. Um, you know, I think the Magic are coaching to a vision of what this team can be rather than what they have now. So, A, they could figure out what they need to get to make this thing work and make this idea, make these ideas work. Um, but, B, I think they're also doing it uh, doing it to, to, to just get players used to what their roles will ultimately be when they reach whatever their final form is. So, you can look at that and you can conclude what you think, what some of the, what this team needs. Obviously, three-point shooting. They probably need a, a shooting point guard, which you know doesn't you know we'll see what Markel Fultz looks like when he gets added to the mix. I think that's going to be really fascinating and really really important to watch. But still, at the end of the day, I, I don't think you can just punt this season. Um, again, this, these are just all my perceptions. I'm not I'm not reporting anything. I'm not saying that this is what I know to be true. Um, but I, I'm still a big believer that you can't just punt the season, and and you, and you can't. And look, the Magic have said they want to be more competitive. They want to win more games. They want to learn how to win. And they put. And honestly, if there's one thing we can say about the quarter, the first quarter of the season, is that the Magic have put themselves in position to win more than they did all than they did last year. You know, they they played the the fifth most clutch games in the league so far this year. Um, they're they've only had one loss by 20 points or more, and, and you can certainly fudge some of those numbers for sure. You know, they're, they're, the New York Knicks loss was bad. The Houston Rockets loss was bad. The Minnesota loss was bad. You know, they've lost some winnable games here, or some games that should be winnable, but the reality is this team is so young and so injury-depleted, there's no such thing as a winnable game. Every game's going to be a, a competition. Every game is going to be a fight, and, and you can't avoid that. You can't ignore that. You can't look past that. It's it's going to be a struggle for this team. Um, it's going to be a struggle for this team, just period. Just no, no, other, way to, no other way to say it. Um, so... Having said that, then, uh, having said that, then, we need to like figure out what this team's identity is. Um, what is this team trying to be? Um, th- everyone's told us that the Magic wants to be a strong defensive team. Well, they're ranked better offensively right now than defensively, and and their defense is a huge issue. They have honestly, they have no identity defensively right now, other than they've got a lot of big guys. They don't get deflections. They block shots, and they blocked a ton of shots on on Friday. They get they don't get a ton of deflections. They're not getting steals. They're, they, they're the only team in the league right now averaging fewer than ten fast break points per game. And, and they did a good job uh, in transition. I think they had thirteen fast break points in the first half on Friday. But again, you know, once Philadelphia choked that out, it, the Magic were struggling to find their offense. They're struggling to get good shots. They they couldn't make the good shots they did get. And their defense just was non-existent. They gave up 30 points in the in the third quarter, 
and just got beat up again and again and again and again and again. And, it, and the switching defense didn't work. The Magic were out of sync with their rotations. It it, it was it was just all really really bad. Like there's, the, I, I'm sorry, I don't have another way to I don't have another word to describe how the Magic played. It was just bad. And so the Magic the Magic are, are, are searching for searching for their drumbeat. You know, honestly, that's that's what this all comes down to. You know, again, like I mentioned, Philadelphia is a veteran team. They have a veteran coach in Doc Rivers. They have experienced success. They know what works. And so no matter who's in or out of the lineup, they have that constant drumbeat, that constant, that constant thing that turns the wheel forward. It may not go as fast as it does when they have Embiid and Maxi and Harden, but they have that thing that keeps them driving forward. When the Magic are struggling, it looks like they're flailing. It looks like they're trying to catch up. It looks like they're trying to to get back into the game and trying to. They're searching. They're they're, they're like the, you know, the rope slipping through their fingers, and they're trying to grasp it and grasp it before it leaves them. Um, that's you know yeah that might the Magic might be better at catching that rope before it goes completely off the rails and they're falling down the crevasse. But um, this team doesn't have a way to grab that rope and pull back right now, if that metaphor makes sense. Um, they don't have that thing they, that they can do to stop runs, to, 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 to find their center of gravity, to find themselves. And, and, and to me, this is the heart of what the season's supposed to be about. Forget about record, forget about the leveling up thing, forget about all that. We need to exit this season understanding who this team is going to be. Um, you know, again, it's it's not about wins and losses right now, but we thought at the end of last season we saw that the team took some important steps defensively. Um, you know, again, their their overall number was pretty average. Uh, you know, was was a little bit better than what they were for the whole season, but they were a top ten defense after the All Star break with some notably bad games uh, as they kind of let go of the rope for the rest of the season and 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 you know put themselves in position to go get Paolo Bancaro. This season, this season has not been a continuation of that. And honestly, more than anything else, that is the most disappointing thing that we've seen from this group. Is they don't have that defensive identity. They don't have that defensive doggedness. They get the game taken to them. And, and honestly, in a lot of ways, they're hoping that the other team doesn't, doesn't take advantage of it. That's not a way to play basketball. That's not a way to win. That's not a way to level up. And so the Magic right now have to find themselves defensively. And, and, and again, it's disappointing that after three days off, you know, with only one practice granted, but three days off, the Magic didn't tighten the screws. And, you know, part of this season is, yeah, we do have to look at the coaching staff and we do have to look at the coaches and, 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 and ask, you know, okay, what, can, what do they need to do to be better too? They're under the same evaluation these young players are, and I don't think while I don't think anyone is under threat of being moved, the players will be moved much faster than the coach at this point. Mosley's done a good job motivating. Mosley's done a good job keeping this team together, and I think those intangible things are really important and part of what his job is right now. But we also need to see him take a step forward tactically and take a step forward as a game manager. And I think... The X's and O's are pretty good, to be honest. Um, you know, he's had some great out of, out, you know, that, that play that he drew up 
to, to win the game in Indiana. Yeah, Franz missed the shot, but that was a really nice play. It was a really good setup to get his best player a shot and a good shot at that. Um, no shame in that. So I, 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 I don't think Mosley's necessarily down X's and O's wise or tactically, but putting guys in the right spots, making their jobs easier has been something that's eluded him. And this team hasn't quite taken on an identity at all. You know, honestly, they have more of an identity offensively than defensively. And, and they don't have the personnel to be good offensively right now. Um, obviously, injuries have played a whole huge role. So you don't, don't make judgments. Don't make conclusions yet. Mosley's getting the whole season. So, you know, again, conclusions are worthless right now. Let's, let's, wait, till, let's wait till we're later in the season. Let's wait till the end of the season to, to make some final evaluations and final judgments. But a lot of, this, a lot of the Magic's problems, I have to say, falls on coaching. Um, they're abysmal in the third quarter. I think they're minus 12.2 net rating in the third quarter. They're abysmal in the third quarter, and that's all coaching adjustments and getting your guys ready to play out of locker room. It's a young roster. It's a young coach. Everybody's learning. But this team has a lot of learning to do, and they got to find that constant drumbeat once again. We're going to go over the box score of Friday's loss. We'll get to if my copy will load. Uh, but from our pals at Sweatblock, look, I live in Central Florida. I, I live close enough to my day job where I walk to work every day. And the one thing, and, and I love walking. I love being outside. I work in an office. So any chance I get outside, I have my shades open right now. So the sun is coming right in on my face for the first time in a while. Um, you can, I don't know. Um, anyways, but the one thing that I hate about walking to work or the one thing that I fear about walking to work is sweat. It is a fact of life here in Central Florida that people will sweat. And while we all understand that we live in Florida, it's still a bit embarrassing. And that's why I use sweat block to make sure that when I walk outside, I am confident that I won't be coming uh, coming into the office drenched in sweat. Sweatblock is Sweatblock Wipes have been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with more than 10,000 five-star reviews. So don't miss the opportunity to try Sweatblock and put an end to the embarrassing sweat that you feel. It doesn't even matter if you live in Central Florida. It'll work everywhere. Trust me. Uh, if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock today. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. That's 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. It's also available on Amazon. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. From uh, Friday night's game, um, you know, obviously just a a disappointing game for the Orlando Magic. I'm not going to, you know, like, I'm not going to get too high or too low off of losses. I know that's the cliche thing. Um, I understand this is a young team and they're not always going to take advantage of big opportunities. You know, these are the opportunities that a lot of teams will go for the kill um, or or will kind of make a statement early to go for the kill because the more you let these teams hang around, the more confident they get. You know, a lot of teams probably view the Magic the same way. The, The reality is, like I said, 
Philadelphia knows what they're doing. Philadelphia uh, is going to play the same way no matter who's in or out of the lineup. And that's why they're able to still be successful or still give themselves a chance because it's obviously a bit different. Um, even without some of their key players. Um, the Magic don't have that. And, and you know, it felt like for much of this game, A, the Magic weren't hitting shots they needed to hit. They're just big moments. They're big momentum-changing moments where you could feel the momentum start to turn and then Orlando would miss a shot or Orlando would turn the ball over or Orlando would give up an offensive rebound. It didn't even necessarily matter if Philadelphia converted on them. They converted on a lot, a lot of them. Um, it was just the, balloon, the air rushed out of the balloon. So every time it felt like the Magic were starting to get themselves going, Everything just kind of turned around. Um, the Magic just kind of, the Magic just kind of couldn't get themselves over the hump. Um, look, I got to give a lot of credit to Franz Wagner. Twenty-four points, seven for twelve shooting, nine for ten from the foul line. He did miss uh, one of five three pointers, so most of his misses were three pointers, which is crazy. Um, four rebounds. Um, look, Franz right now is doing everything he can to push this team forward. Um, I, I think if there's one thing we probably can conclude, it's that Franz isn't ready to be a number one scoring option right now. Um, but he is trying his hardest. Um, you know, he is willing to take those step back threes. He's willing to take those pull-up threes. And, and he's not good at them yet. So, you know, knowing him, he'll work on that in the offseason, which is really scary to think about. Um, but he's getting to the basket. He's finishing at the rim. When he took over in the fourth quarter, it really did feel like the Magic were going to get back in the game. He just needed one other person to make a shot, one other person to kind of come along with him, uh, and, and it just it just didn't happen. Um, you know, to be perfectly honest, it just didn't happen. And and so, you know, Franz is really pushing this team. He's putting up some ridiculous numbers. We're going to go over them at the end of the month. Um, you know, he'll probably be our first quarter MVP. So I'll probably talk a little bit more about his start to the season and what he's meant to this team. But he, Franz is good. Y'all. I, I don't I don't know what else to say. Um, Paolo Bancaro. Back in the lineup for the first time in seven games, 19 points, 5 for 12 shooting, 1 for 3 from deep, 8 for 11 from the foul line, 3 assists, uh, 4 turnovers. Um, Paolo looked a step slow, uh, to be perfectly honest. Um, I thought that he was he was, try, he was trying a little too hard and trying to seek out a shot and trying to kind of feel his way out um, and, and not letting the game come to him. And I, and I think we've seen that this is kind of his problem. Um, you know, not that it's a problem, it's, it's a rookie problem, but... Um, you know, he's still still understanding, learning how the game can come to him. And, and I think there is a certain point where he's trying to push this team forward to and trying to take on some of that leadership role. And, and that's that's all a good thing. Um, first game back in seven days, you could just tell he was a little rusty. He was a little game rusty. And, and so I'm not overly concerned with the poor shooting. Um, he still got to line 11 times. He still found a way to make a positive impact. Um, so I, I it, was a good, it was a good return for Paolo. Obviously, room for improvement. Obviously, things Paolo can do a lot better things that he will do a lot better. So it's good to have him back. Good to have that that uh, that other offensive option, that other offensive um, player to, to kind of help support this team. Bull Bull had a real nice game. 18 points, 8 for 14 shooting, 8 rebounds, 4 block shots. He had 15 of those 18 in the first half. This is the big difference between the first and the second half. And Bull Bull is a great microcosm of what happened in this game. In the first half, Magic were getting blocks. They were active defensively. They are real energetic. They are getting out in transition. And Bull Bull was a big part of that. He would get a block and immediately sprint to the other end um, and, and make a basket or make a shot in transition and 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 be active on the offensive glass. He had two offensive rebounds in this game. Um, he was doing a lot of really, really good things. And, and I think, you know, this is a good bowl ball. In the second half, he was kind of pushed and slowed down into the half court. 
where he really started to struggle and really started to kind of, really struggled to kind of find himself and find a, and the Magic struggled to find a way to get him involved. Um, look, Bobol did have two assists, so I'm not going to say he doesn't pass very much. Uh, but when he gets the ball, he is looking to score. And so he is going to take shots, and he's he's not going to be afraid to miss shots, and, and that's fine. Again, it's all learning and all that stuff. But um, again, this 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 is what happens when you have too many guys who are learning how to do the right thing. If too many of them do the wrong thing too much or, or don't know how to do the right thing, you're going to run into these kinds of problems. Um, you know, if I have a criticism for this team is, is yeah, I think the Magic made a mistake not bringing in more veteran players. Um, you know, look, the Magic were plus three with Gary Harris on the floor in this game. Um, I don't think that's the only time they've been better with Gary Harris on the floor. Um, he is a stabilizer. He's going to be in the right spot. He's going to, to be available for players, um, and he's going to make very few mistakes, although he did have three turnovers in this game, so he made he made mistakes in this game. Um, but it's 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 more defensive mistakes than anything else that, 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 that you worry about with this group because at, at the end of the day, that's the core of the Magic's problem is their defense has been just atrociously bad. Um, and, and honestly... I, I don't want to put it all on Mo Bamba. Um, seven points, two for seven shooting, one for three from deep, four rebounds, four assists. But the four rebounds really says it all for Mo Bamba. The Magic starting center had only four rebounds. Um, he just was not active on the glass, and he's not a good rebounder. Um, he may put up some good rebounding games. He is not a good rebounder. Just just period after every, every word there. He is not a good rebounder. The Magic's defensive rebound rate is hovering around 72-73% for the season, um, or at least it was before Wendell Carter's injury. Since Wendell Carter's injury, and, and obviously he's played, he played one game in that stretch, I think the Magic's defensive rebound rate sounded like 66-63%. Um, it's bad. Um, and again, I don't want to put it all on Mo, but Mo gets beat to the beat to the glass. He just got consistently beat to the glass a lot of times. And, and, and again... You add that, you add in that, you know, he doesn't always look like he knows where he's supposed to be on switches. He's not coming at the level of the screen, so he's in a drop on a switch. That's just inviting players to come into the paint. Um, you can drop, that's fine, but you need the guard to kind of come over the top and, and put pressure so that they're not just taking just easy floaters and, and then worry and then trust your rotations to to guard the guard the popper or guard the roller or, or you know, put the center in a place to go guard the big. You can't have the center guarding two people, and you certainly can't have the center retreating as a guard is attacking. It doesn't matter what guard that is, and the NBA guards that are, that are attacking and going downhill are going to have a good chance of finishing. That's that's just the reality. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, drop defenses. You got to hold your line somewhere. You got to be, you got to be a wall at some point. You know, you may be further back, but you got to be a wall. You can't let guys come right at, to, at you. And, and that's, you know, that was a problem with Nikola Vucevic for a long time. That's a big problem with Mo Bamba right now is, is everyone's just attacking him downhill. Um, his defensive awareness just isn't good. Um, and, and look, you add that, Bull Bull's defensive awareness isn't good. Paolo Bancaro is a little bit lost defensively too. This Magic team's just not on the same page defensively, and that's been a problem all season long. Their defensive communication's been poor. You can see them kind of pointing and trying to direct guys where to be, but they're not executing it. And, and, and I don't know the way to solve this other than to just stop switching and say, hey, man up, no switching, stay on your man. We'll have help, we'll have help, we'll have our help principles, but you we got it. We got to lock these guys down, and it's just, it's just not happening consistently with this team. Um, it, it, that's the reality here. Um, Orlando shoots forty-two and a half percent from the floor, just nine of thirty-five from beyond the arc, twenty-two for twenty-seven from the foul line. So again, Paolo Bancaro gets the line eleven times. Franz Wagner gets the line ten times. 
when your top two guys are getting aligned like that, that makes up for poor shooting nights. That should give you a real chance to win. But Orlando just does too many things that hurt them in the end. They only turned the ball over 14 times. Our turnovers were not the issue here. Um, Philadelphia shoots 47.6% from floor, 14 for 36 from beyond the arc, 13 offensive rebounds. When you break that down further, only 17 second chance points. So it's not like Philadelphia is killing them with the rebounds, but those rebounds all came at critical moments when Orlando needed momentum. They needed to get a stop. And yeah, a couple of them led to three pointers that really changed the game. Orlando had 48 points in the paint, but the majority of them coming in the first half. I think they were up at, let me get this number right. Um, The Magic were at 32 points in the paint in the first half. So less attacking of the paint. So the Magic stopped doing all the things they need to do to win. Some of that is their defense wasn't getting getting the stops they needed to kind of get into a good flow. They were missing some shots. Like it, it was just all a struggle going uphill and... The Magic to start a good passing team. They're not. They're not moving the ball effectively, or you know, guys are trying to take on too much on themselves. And again, you expect some of this from young teams. They're taking too much on themselves. They're not able to get themselves over the hump. The Sixers led in scoring by Shake Milton with 24 points. He was four for seven from deep. Tobias Harris with 23 points as well. George Niang off the bench, five for seven from beyond the arc to score 18 points for the Philadelphia 76ers. The Magic fall to the Sixers 107-99. We'll do it all again Sunday as the Magic look for a bit of revenge in that one. But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in, Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. All of the places on the podcast to your podcast and able to listen to advice for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast every Monday through Friday, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's good to do for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is from Philip Osman Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.